0: Dim Digital Presents Idle Game Chat
1: Cool <laughs>
2: here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast, where we take you through the ups and the downs of the video game world. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube, absolutely free. However, if you want to support our grassroots independent endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital and join the community. Hashtag hand in pocket On this edition, I'm once again joined by the reigning FGL Grand Prix winner. It's the resident Ref or Logan. How's it going?
0: Hello. Yeah, good. Slowly getting blinded, which isn't a problem that I've had in recent months when we've been doing this. But I had to cock the blinds down slightly to block some light, which is an unusual thing to do.
2: Well, it brings out another problem when you're playing games is that... I get annoyed if I'm not playing in, like, darkness now, because it just, Mm. like, the glare can... Even Mm. if it's not directly on the game, like, just if you had the... If I have the blinds open, there's light coming in through the back of it. It's still an irritant, so... Do you not
0: find that a lot of games... I found this when I've been playing Hogwarts. Like Every game that I seem to play at the minute is fucking dark as shit. Like... So trying to play most games now when there's any sort of light. And my screen's there and the light comes in. So I've got some blinds up, but it doesn't really always do a 100% job. No. Um, Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's fucking annoying. Need to brick up the windows, really, and then be done with
2: it. But I think the reason why there's – I know this is a trend, but – I, the, the, I think there's an assumption that people have HDR and perhaps OLED devices, so the darkness mm. isn't as big a problem. Because they. Like, if you play. If I turn this thing on in, in pitch black, like. And you're in a. Like, playing Dead Space or something, it's just, like, insanely. Like, mm. perfect almost for that sort of environment. Yeah. But I suppose if you've got any sort of light. That's why, like, Resident Evil 4 is now out, the remake. We mentioned it last week, scoring pretty well. I'm. Uh, I'm not even going to play that in the day, I don't think. Like, I just want to play it when it's like dark. So I'm actually mm. going to schedule the game time around the, the environment, which I don't often do, but I think for yeah. that game, that's the best I'll get out of it. And yeah. that frees up Persona 5 to be played in the day gives Ronnie an excuse. So I know you've got a little system here.
0: <laughs> so how do you feel about that? That's what I say. It's a lot for, for the old brain to contend with, it can is what be. I would say. Can and be. then switching from one to the other, how does it deal with those changes of, the, changes of pace? Like, does it get fatigued? Like, how, how, could you do five, six hours of persona, No. and then do four hours of? I wouldn't Resi- do it. So, if I'm gonna, how would you split it?
2: If I'm going to sit down and play something, I'll yeah. play that one thing, and then that'll be whatever, whatever happens in the time limit happens. Like, I very right. rarely will I go right. I've got four hours here. I'm going to play two different games. It's just not a. That's just not a thing I ever typically do. Um, I might, so, it, so yeah. for example, someone might say, oh, let's go um, and play a multiplayer game. And if for some reason I'm playing it, I might then cut whatever I'm playing short, mm. but I wouldn't, I, I can't see myself playing Persona for three hours and then going, got another hour here, let's play a bit of Resident Evil 4. It just won't, it won't happen. I should just walk away and go and do something
0: else. And then no, what back. I meant was, so you, well. you're you saying I can do Persona 5 in a day and then when it ticks over into the dark, oh, I can do Resi. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're almost splitting it out. You're going day and night. Yeah. So how do you, how does the brain the Ronnie deal? Uh, would you do five hours of persona? Like I don't know if you do it that rigidly. You'd say no. right, I'm gonna play play persona play persona until it's dark enough, and I'm happy with that. Like oh, you might go, I'll play that till dinner, and after dinner I'll switch over or something like that. You might draw a line in the sand there. But
2: generally, I'll just play like because like, like, persona is actually quite you can just pick it up and play it for a little bit and put it down. It's not yeah, not the optimum way, but it does it can it can work like that. So, mm. um, I mean, not, I won't. I, if I play five hours in one day, that's like, like across a whole day, that's a lucky day. So uh, very, okay. very okay. rarely would I yeah. sit there and play something for five hours and then go, oh, yeah. have some dinner and go back for five more hours. It'll be mm. usually one session at some point during the day. Okay. And it'll right. only ever be a couple of hours if it's split into two, usually. Mm. Um, just at the late night sometimes become late morning or early <laughs> mornings, don't they? That's where the, the time can be put onto it. But genuinely, yeah, I don't yeah. like playing two games at once. That is a concern mm. of mine. And I haven't actually bought Resident Evil 4 yet. It didn't get pre-ordered. Mm. But obviously, I can download it as and when I want to. And I don't mm. know why I haven't done that. So that maybe, maybe I'm second-guessing myself and thinking I will just play Persona until the end and pick up Resi when it's, when it's clear. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. But that's irrelevant to most people's
0: day. Uh... Start like picking that brain and just seeing what's uh, mm. what's going on. Just, just scratching at the surface and seeing what's underneath. I like sometimes just doing. I just
2: I'm trying to think. What do I need to play it for immediately? But that's every well, game. Done. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the trouble. And it becomes what? Yeah. Why are you doing it for any game? There's there's yeah. no there's no answer to that. It's logical. So
0: sometimes it's just what you fancy playing and picking up, right? Yeah. I I I didn't pick up Hogwarts immediately. No. Like I don't, I'm never usually that fussed about spoilers or playing what's current. Like, if something just goes, oh, like I quite fancy having that, like I'm giving that a go or playing that, then I'll just generally pick it up. So I mm. I just operate on a, I mean, sometimes things crop up at a good price where you go, well, I'll put that in the library or whatever. Yeah. Um. But generally, I'll just pick stuff up when I fancy or feel like playing it. Mm. Um, yeah. That's the way that I operate.
2: Yeah, I'm I like to plan well I plan ahead and think I think I want to play that based on what I've seen. And yeah. then it's like, well, I'll try and keep the runway clear until that time. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote down a, I've been starting to build out like topics to discuss when it's like really slow, or just to migrate away from news mainly. And one mm. of them one of them is how many what's the ideal sort of you know, if you're thinking of the our, our game as mm. a plate of food, like we go to the yeah. restaurant, we've got a menu, we pick off the menu yeah. How yeah. many games should you have on your plate at once? What's the ideal number? Yeah. And so we'll do that, in a, yeah. I think, because I just want to build out a few more of those. So I've got a, a library of them. But those sort of mm. questions <laughs> may be coming your way soon. Um, FGL. Now, unbelievably, no new mm. games released with scores. And I can't remember the last time that happened. Someone would probably say, oh, it was three weeks ago, you numpties. But it feels <sighs> like if there was 12 weeks that we've been doing this, perhaps... Not quite, mm. but nearly. I reckon ten of them have had new games out, so it's been yeah, at least. It's been yeah. pretty constant, and mm. um, we didn't have any, but we did have some transfer news. That transfer window is still open until the end of March, so it'll be closed by the uh, the time you guys listen to the next episode, providing we stick to our weekly cadence. Hall has got rid of Persona 4 Golden. Now that obviously was ineligible to get a score because. It uh, didn't get a new open critic page. He put it in there, hoping there'll be a console-only mm. edition page. There was already a PC score in there, um, and it didn't. They just put all the scores into that one page, meaning he couldn't have that score. Otherwise, you just pick a game that has a new console release, and, and you basically guarantee the score. So that's why that happened. He has transferred in something unique. That I, well, mm. I think, I didn't really, th- I thought this is a bit outside the box, and it may cost him eventually, but... He's probably done other things that will cost him more. Counter-Strike 2.
0: It's mad that it's only technically Counter-Strike 2. I know. I was playing that when I was about nine. Yep. It's crazy.
2: Well, didn't they have... I mean, I know, again, probably people start ripping their hair out. Yeah. But Counter-Strike, as far as I'm concerned, existed. Then we got Global Offensive, which is what has been what's played now. And this is Counter-Strike 2 and whatnot. And, well, I don't yeah. know.
0: I, yeah, I mean, there'll be people better qualified to talk to the the leaps forward but I think there was we're actually lacking
2: we're actually lacking in Counter-Strike players in DIMP most service based mm. games people at least dabble with I don't think anyone dabbles with Counter-Strike or CSGO really at all like Valorant has got had a good run out mm. previously which is something that not a lot of you mm. know, mainstream will will play um, mm. that's kind of we had a bit of Apex action back when it first came out obviously mm. Warzone we've spoken about at Nauseam and other things, Battlefield, if and when that ever comes out in a state that's acceptable, that'll probably get picked up by mm. someone rocket-lit. But Counter-Strike, considering how, mm. well, it's a it's a legendary franchise in many ways, just because of its popularity and kind of what it did in the back in the day, no one, maybe it's Destiny Dave has dabbled with it previously, but regularly, mm. like in 2023, in the last three years, I don't think that's something that people tend to pick up. Is it because well, it's not on those yeah. consoles?
0: Well... Is it, this is a is point. It, is this it on is the consoles? In- it's not, is it? Well, they released. Uh, I remember. I think it's on the 360. They released now, like one. an arcade version. No. Like you could get what was on, back on Xbox Arcade. Right. And it was just. It. I remember playing it, and it was rough as arseholes. R- it was not. It was not a good experience. Um, but you talk. We've spoke before about that game that could tempt me into. Into the PC world. Yeah. Now, something like this, if it kicked off enough, could really easily be that game. What does kicking off mean? Well, if there's, if, uh, if it, A, if the game's good enough. Right. And I think, B, if there is a group or a core that would play it. So, if Hall, Destiny Dave, like, I know Barry would play it, Pa would easily play it. Like I yes. think there would be a big core that would be sniffing and playing this quite a lot. And you know, I used to play Counter Strike back in the uh Internet Cafe days. But mm. like that's where I Rogue's arguably... Asylum. Was that
2: what it was called? Well, one one was called Rogue's Asylum down Yeah. South Church. And I don't know what the other one was called oh, It was yeah. in the um whatever that Fucking uh, Victoria Plaza. Victoria, yeah, I don't know what that, one was. Cyber, that was. That's the one I went to. Cyber Center or something. I think it was because Hockley and Burf. That Berth, memory is incredible, but
0: Hockley, I don't know how it retains this.
2: Hockley and Burf used to go to Rogues Asylum. That's where I went yeah. for a few times yeah. with Barry. Like, so Barry would go there. Dale Raymond, he'd go as well. Yeah. yeah. Then Hockley and Burf, sort of defected to Cyber Center or whatever yeah. it was called in that plaza. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's the one that I went to with them. Yep. Yeah. Got in
2: um, late to the game.
0: Yeah, I did. I was a little bit late. Yeah, and we'd, just really play right. Counter,
2: we'd literally just play Counter-Strike. Yeah. For, I remember I went there on a bank holiday once, probably got there about 11, came out yeah. 5, 6. Yeah. Paid whatever it was per hour to, to play that. Yeah. But it was like, great. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a land game. It, was, it was always a land yeah. game. Whoever, was, whoever yeah. was in there, you'd have like yeah. eight people in there. And it was just like, it yeah. was, it's, well, I couldn't imagine doing that now. But back then in, in well, absence to do it. Well, in absence of any sort of internet that was acceptable yeah. we were still on dial up yeah. back then we were where we live yeah. broadband whilst it was a thing i think in other countries in like yeah. big cities we didn't i a- had dsl till...
0: right yeah uh, like back back way back then so i was actually was... one of uh, a head of the curve i tried to play ways. it on the
2: on the dial up once and it was literally yeah. like one frame a second yeah i played it probably for about 2 hours and i got one kill
0: yeah. Because it, it was, was impossible.
2: And everyone was going, oh, that go ping, back. that ping's in it. And I was like, well, yeah. I'm trying to play the game here.
0: I'd love to go back and just see what the experience was like. Like, yeah. you wouldn't it would just be, you'd be like, how did I do anything? I, I reckon. So the frame rate, the lag, everything must have just been horrific. But um,
2: eventually I installed bots onto it and just used to play with bots.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the only real way you could properly play it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, I'll be eagerly watching this one because I would love, I mean, look, the simple fact is games like this and Valorant and whatnot are not really portable. I would say to a, to a console, which you you have to play them. I think with a mouse or if it is, if you want to play on console, you'd have to have a mouse and keyboard attached to it. But you know, I, I, I will be just watching this one and potentially sniffing, um, it, yeah, I mean, to, uh, perfect transparency. It could easily tempt me into getting a PC, but like, easily. I mean, there was talk yeah.
2: many years ago that you were going to get a PC. and then I've said it before,
0: it's it's the game. There has to be a game that would make me move over, or uh, not I say move over, but just get one. Yeah. And um, just playing something like that, where my FPS roots come from, I guess. Yep. Like natively on you'll PC. you want to plug a
2: bloody controller in, knowing you these days, though.
0: I wouldn't. No, I'd. I would like to. <laughs> I would like to play it like, back how I did back when I was a kid. Like, I mean, for me, it'd be like a nostalgia thing mainly. Mm. Um, I don't know whether I would thoroughly enjoy it the way that I did when I was a kid, or be. I mean, I wasn't good back then, but you know, nowadays on a mouse and keyboard with these sluggish reactions, just get buried in your
2: fucking carrier, probably.
0: that's what i do with Warzone. (laughs) just go very in par just do the work and i'll sit here to pull in where necessary um but yeah no i think that's i think that's for me quite exciting the idea of counter Strike too. and they're saying they're overhauling everything
2: yeah there's some really cool videos out there i think i don't know if i shared one about the um like the way the smoke grenades work it's a really small Mm. thing like you'd think what the hell is he talking about but it's um it reacts to the environment. So if you throw it in a hallway that's quite condensed, it'll actually fill up the whole hallway rather yeah, than just yeah. rather than just a puff of smoke in the middle. Yeah, and yeah. when you're shooting bullets through it, it'll make little like holes through the smoke. Yeah. It's I don't know, it's pretty pretty mm. impressive. I mean, it's not at all in my wheelhouse throwaway sort no. of multiplayer, but I have yeah. played Valorant a fair bit, which yeah. is not the same, but it is in a way. It's mm. a it's a it's a throwaway, yeah. you know, yeah. round based competitive multiplayer and yeah. that was Back in the days of getting pissed up, though <laughs> so
0: firmly behind him, he says, "Wow,,
1: um,
2: but oh, no,
0: God. I mean I think i'd I love the idea of playing counter strike with all my mates again, but that's a really appealing yeah. thing to do i mean it's not I would be surprised these days if it's saying that it would last years, but no. it's definitely the sort of thing that could really tempt me. To, to get a PC, I think. So there could be other, out, I'll be knocking on your door.
2: So when you get on there, you might think, oh, there's other things I want to try here. Like, well, that's the or- point. It's, or, the,
0: yeah. it's the, it's, it's the, sometimes you just need a reason, right? Yeah. You need that, that one big reason to go and do it. And I'd sniffed around it. We spoke about it and I was pretty, I'd probably say I was like 80, 75%, 80% of the way there of really going for it. And then I just thought, no, I'll just get the consoles. Yeah. Um, because there wasn't this, when we discussed it, I was like, there isn't anything really. I'd get it and end up playing like some odd piece of shit or whatever that we've got from <laughs> Steam or whatever, and I was just like, it, it would be largely a waste. And I was waiting for something that would go right. That is overcome. That's that's the gateway drug or whatever it is to a PC. Like that's that's the way in that I'm looking that I'm looking for to justify the expense. Yeah. Um, yeah so let's. You know, watch in brief, but um, it's definitely high on the old Sniffometer for me.
2: Good. Well, yeah, it looks it looks like it's it's coming. Uh, I think there's been mm. invites and whatnot going out, and um, some of the stuff they showcased off looked pretty impressive. Does it need to be called Counter-Strike 2? Probably not, but mm. we had this discussion with Overwatch 2 and all that stuff, which I know it's dropped off our radar, but I looked at the player counts and stuff, and they were saying it was pretty much like on par of the original and higher in some yeah. peaks. I don't know if it sustained that, but... Um, Hmm. I feel like Counter-Strike 2 is less of a problem for people because it's Counter-Strike and it's... Global Offensive is what? 15 years old?
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is what I mean. You kind of... I think it's fair there'll be enough that's different for them to be able to distinguish it between the original. Like, Whereas you look at Overwatch and you play Overwatch and... 2012, so only
2: 11 years old. Still only 11 years old, he says, back when he was playing his Xbox 360 then.
0: Yeah, yeah, like it's, this is what I mean. You look at it and you go, "Whoa!" Oh. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's a you know for most gamers and for us, I think that should be a exciting yeah. announcement. But yeah. going back to the core of the discussion, oh yeah, Hall, is we'll it going to be
2: FGL for? I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. I don't know because we don't actually know when the proper release is coming. I imagine it's going to be baited to hell. It will have that late yeah. for ages, and it's whether those open critic slobs decide to pick it up and start reviewing
0: it. Do we know what Go or um, Go scored? Yeah, like, does looked, that actually have a page?
2: Yeah, it's not got very very many reviews done. I think part of that is because um, Open Critic's not that old. It's like yeah. I think 2013 yeah. or 14 it appeared, so some stuff before mm. that, like 2012, wasn't really on the menu. But it only got an 82, Yeah, but it only got 12 reviews, which I think yeah. plays into the fact that it was you know, people perhaps didn't review it as mm. close to well, August twenty twelve the review seemed to be, but I'm not sure Open Critic was knocking about. I think they may have backdated some of
0: this. Yeah. But oh, it's just interested to see if it had pulled anything through and what the aggregate score might be. Yeah. I guess I don't think that's necessarily indicative though, considering it's so bloody old. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's this it must be a whole new thing hopefully and dunno. We'll see about Mm. that and we'll see about whether it lands as an FGL. I think it was a bit of a dice roll from Hall, but sometimes you've got to, as paper would say, risk it for them biscuits. Yes, sir. What do you think of this one? Yep. Sony was Metacritic's highest rated publisher in 2022. The PlayStation maker beat Paradox Interactive to take the top spot. So basically, Metacritic do a yeah. Apparently this is annual. I, was, I meant to go back and look at more, but they've made it so fucking difficult to find the just a, just the table I want. But no, you can't find that that easily. Just to, just out of interest to see, but mm. Metacritic basically use the reviews from published games, and then they basically do a few bits of tweaks. Where's the bloody thing here? Uh, they tweak it based, so they, well, they weight it mostly on the score of the games, but also take into account. The percentage of the scored titles which were rated as good so 75 or higher or 49 is lower uh, and also the number of great games which is 90 or higher so if you're in either of those brackets you might get extra points for example but uh they were number one last year we've i mean you got released five games which though he didn't release well they did release five games but there was remakes re-releases they all they all count yeah, towards yeah. it um but no, I just thought i chuck that out. I wish OpenCritic did something like this, because it's, it's mainly to boil people's piss in it, this sort of conversation. That's why I make mean, critic know what they're doing. They know by putting that out that that's going to roll those green bloods up, because guess who's the highest rated publisher was last year? Xbox. And now they're, of not, and now they're not even on, I know. And now they're not even I wouldn't on, have guessed that. <laughs> there's 40, 45 publishers this year. Xbox yeah. didn't even
0: make the list.
2: For last year's, I should say, sorry. For 2022.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense, yeah. So I mean, not- just, we've said before they released Fuck All Noteworthy, yeah. and that backs that up.
2: Oh, yeah. You get told off for using reviews, though. <laughs> they can't be trusted, but they do, as I said, give you a temperature drop. Anyway, here's the te- top 10. Sony Interactive yeah. Entertainment, Paradox Interactive, Activision Blizzard, Focus Entertainment, Take-Two, Capcom, Sega... Annapurna Interactive, Humble Games, and Devolver Digital. Nintendo, down at a lowly 12th, didn't make the top 10.
0: All right. so I've heard about five of those publishers.
2: Yeah, some of the, I mean, Annapurna and Humble and Devolver are mostly indie titles. Mm. Um, so, only were second last year. So, that's actually not a bad couple of years. This is what I say about consistency. Yeah. That's a couple of years where they're in the top five of a mm. system that requires you to release at least five titles and score pretty well. Yeah. I think that that says something, especially when people are dropping out of the top 50 they've got feet up. Well, there's no doubt
0: about it, is there? I mean, both of us have got both consoles, and we've both unanimously said Mm. Xbox have had feet up. Not just, you know, you could argue for a long period of time, like in terms of great games and the consistency of releasing great games. They haven't been up there.
2: no. Definitely consistency-wise. Because everyone points to 2021. I'm like, well, they won Publisher of the Year in 2021. i was like, that's one year out of what? Ten? I don't know. Mm. Like, it feels like it's been that long. That's why I keep looking at Starfield and thinking, this better be
0: the bollocks. (laughs) We've said it before, though. We've said, like, the latest Gears, like, their first-party titles, the ones that you go to an Xbox for, have been crap. Like, the latest (laughs) Gears have largely been crap. Halo was a flop. (laughs) Like... Do you know what I mean, though? It's everything that they like, And Sony would be getting absolutely pulled over the coals if they were releasing God of War and stuff, like in the way that Halo had been released, as an example. Mm. Like, everyone would be going, what are you doing? And yet, for some reason, Phil, friend of the show, gets away with it.
2: Well, he won't if he fucks up this year. I can almost certainly guarantee that because Mm. I think the patience is thin. It should have been last year. Um, speaking of Microsoft actually, I don't know if you saw any of the Redfall previews that have gone out. Um basically a lot of people got hands on with the game and took them to an event. Yeah. Reasonably positive. Mm. So something that we're not quite sure what it is, is more light being shed on it, looter yeah. shooter being tabled as the most appropriate term. Right. As someone for you who likes FPS and enjoys that sort of co op element, I would say worth a look at some of those previews. But that's shaping up yeah. to be better than what perhaps people have anticipated
0: it looks like it had potential Mm. like but when you've been burnt so many times you naturally sit on the side of pessimism don't you yeah and cynicism but it looked like it had at the core of it something that could be fun but I think it has to be played as a as a group of you Mm. um and yeah longevity I think might be an issue I yeah I think it's worth another look It, it I don't know if it's going to, in our group particularly, be hugely popular.
2: No, some people have said you can actually play it single player and not be too concerned. But I've always think that comes from people that don't play a lot of single player games, mm. and you do you do yeah. sometimes figure it out and think, well, this was clearly made for more people.
0: But you could do that in Left 4 Dead 2 or whatever. But yeah, it's just not,
2: like, no, Division Two is a good example. You can do it in yeah. that. I'm sure it's yeah. okay, but i feel like if it would be a bit empty maybe it's because the core gameplay is not as <laughs> engaged as it should be of oh, crap's on it nah, got to, got to sometimes <laughs> yeah why not kick ubisoft now and again they get, they get away with a lot also arcane are looking into quote removing the always online for single player so
0: oh, it's a tick in a box for that
2: well it will do they also yeah. all the people that go well what does it matter well clearly they've heard the noise and it does matter in fact, there's a quote here. I quite like the quote referring to players' request to play play offline. This is all taken from VGC, by the way. Smith, mm. who's one of the directors, I don't know. I've gone got his first name, just Smith. Agents. Smith. Agent Smith. <laughs> us <laughs> See if I can find it. <laughs> I'll be first that was name. Mark.
0: Oh, oh. God,
2: Smith. <laughs> quote. There are two ways developers could react to that. Right. When he's talking about you know the request for not online, they could say, "Oh my God, you're always online." If you get If you get on Steam and it's not online, you freak out. If you get on Xbox and you can't get the latest patch, you see what your friends are doing, you freak out. You always want to be online. So he's basically saying, you know, who's offline? Yeah. But that response, I think, lacks empathy, he goes on to say. There are people who live in places where outages or their broadband is shitty, or they're competing with their family members because of their mum streaming a movie or their brother's on another device. And I think it's a legitimate critique we do take it with a lot of empathy. We listen, and we have already started work to address this in the future.
0: So it so ain't going to be their day,
2: Tom. I wouldn't have thought so, but that's I think what that's what a, I say from that. You know, I always say, well, "All's well that ends well." So if they do eventually get it mm. out there, I think that's a, a win in a certain for a certain segment of people, um, and shows that they do sometimes listen. And for those that were hand waving it off, you know, you've got, you've got a developer here; it's going to spend time and money fixing that cuz they believe it's the right thing to do. Mm. Um we saw EA they're delisting a load of games in the next couple of weeks or so. And it's like once they decide to pull the plug on it, if it's always online it's gone. Yeah, and that's the end of it, but maybe people won't miss Redfall, but judging by the previews might be a little dark horse. Anyway, so won the metacritic award. Elden Ring Named Game of the Year at the GDC Choice Awards. The Game Developers Choice Awards is the long hand for that. So it's now got the three of the four to make the quad. Trying to do what Klopp couldn't do. They've already eclipsed Klopp, done the treble here. They've had the Game Awards, DICE, and now the GDC Awards. The only one left is the BAFTAs, which will be decided by the time we next record. So we will know in the next episode, whether they've completed the quad. Now I actually put a bit of trivia out in the DIMP group about what was the mm. last game, if any, to have done the quad, which is to get game of the year at all four of those mm. award ceremonies. There is only one game that has done that. And I'm not going to reveal it here on the show. I think if people want to send a message on Twitter or reply to us or send a comment on YouTube, do so with your mm. guesses, because I'll be interested to see if anyone gets it about looking it up. Um, I don't think it's much of a surprise, but it kind of is a surprise that it's that game, and there's been many others that have been more widely acclaimed. That you know, second comings of likes. I'll give away a spoiler there that it ain't that one that didn't make the grade for it, but this one did. Mm. Um, mm. But no, Elden Ring's got the three of the four. So will it get the BAFTA? It's now prediction time for you.
0: Because I think the pressure's on Chizzy.
2: Because the BAFTAs have done some weird shit before. They've done oh, stuff I... like give it to Destiny. <laughs>
0: Vanilla. I hope not, but... (laughs) Why do you hate this game? Because I just don't understand why everyone's, like, going to town on it. Play it. Well, yeah, but it's like a football manager. It's like a niche audience. 20 million people bought it. I don't understand it. I don't mean it's niche anymore. Well, this is what I don't understand. Like, historically, these Soulsborne games have been sitting there with a hardcore back alley of Bev. weirdos that want to be challenged to a ridiculous degree. Um, yourself included. And I'm stressing yourself out over it and <laughs> and whatnot. Um, and then all of a sudden this game's come out of nowhere and everyone's gone, Oh, it's so good. And I've watched it. And I'm like, it still looks like the same shit you've been playing on this Soulsborne stuff for God knows how long it's we don't. It's from what we've discussed before. It's open world. Yeah. So you can go and get your cock cut off instantly if you want. Yeah. I just but, don't... I, I, I don't get it. No.
2: Well, maybe you should play, play it.
0: No. <laughs> I, I won't enjoy it. 100% won't enjoy it.
2: High fantasy. Um, you know, all sorts of weird things. Combat driven.
0: Com- it looks... The combat in the Soulsborne game has just always never appealed to me. Like... It's all it's like timing and this that, and the other. It's just slow, Skill. sluggish combat.
2: This is a bit quicker because you can choose to have a quick weapon and build your characters a bit. I think that's one of the key things is the builds that you can make.
0: So They've gone away from what makes a core Soulsborne. They're chasing the money. Well, Bloodborne was, was a the lot,
2: Bloodborne was a lot different. That was a much quicker game. And then Sekiro doesn't play anything like a Souls game. It plays like a that's like a well it's a ninja style game so it's a lot of timing and parrying whereas dark souls was slow you know hide behind the shield sort of jobby but this one does blend different combat styles pretty well magic ranged whoosh,
0: off I, the don't, I, I don't I don't I I so where I sit with it is I can accept that people like it and I'm fine with that I'm not saying cuz I don't like it it shouldn't be up there mm. but I'm I'm surprised that when you've got certain games that have been rela- released this in this period and last year that this is the one that everyone's fawning over.
2: I'm not surprised. I don't, I don't. Why?
0: Is uh, it that you, good?
2: Well, I don't I, I don't think it is. But I you yeah. can see by the scores.
0: Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I don't it, get it. I don't get it. I don't understand this game. I don't, I, like normally when I watch a game, I can go, I don't like it, but I can understand why other people do. And I just don't, from what I've seen of Elden Ring, I just don't get it. Like I don't, Dr. Disrespect, out of all people, I've said this before, sitting there going, best game I've played all year. And literally there's just fucking when do you constant.
2: Huh? When did he play it?
0: When it come out.
2: Well, how can he say that? Three months into the year, best game I've played all this year. Don't mean well, nothing. I don't play know at what, the what, end what, of the what,
0: year and all there is is clips of him yeah. fucking dying, losing his mind, and dying and going mental. And I'm like, what? Like, I can get that. There's a huge satisfaction in finally doing something that you've been challenged by. It. I get that element of it. But does that, at its core, make it better than a God of War Ragnarok? Or depends if you like to be challenged. It's all. It's all
2: opinion at the end of the day. Nah.
0: I ain't having it. There ain't there ain't any the
2: objectivity it. in any of this. It's it's the no. general opinion. Um I, it's one of the best games of last year for me. But I just preferred God of War. It's as simple as that. I think Elden Ring's got a lot of stuff it can improve on to be even better. But I just don't think they ever will improve it because they just get away with not doing it. But Then, you know, God of War is plenty of stuff you could improve in that, to be honest, isn't it? There's always none ways
0: to improve. But yeah. like, is it Is it better like the yardstick has got to be is it better than what else on on the balance of everything is it better than the competition
2: yeah but you could release a 2d game that's like perfect and then go right god of war that's the perfect rendition of a 2d game it's it's technically a better game of what it's trying to achieve like there's no there is no better is there yeah (laughs) it's not because you could say call of duty is better if you like oh it hasn't got a first person perspective Warzone, you can play third person. I think in some maps, yeah, that's better.
0: But it's nonsense. uh, No, but what I'm saying is, is each game individually can always be better. Oh yeah, Man City can be better. Arsenal can be better. Any sports team, F1 team. Actually, I'll correct
2: you there. Liverpool couldn't have been better in the last five years. Apparently, (laughs) fuck me, then bloating on
0: mentality monsters.
2: Carabao Cup and an FA Cup for that.
0: I mean, we're setting the bar low, aren't we? And Jurgen. Mm. Anyhow, so yeah, we are where we are with it. I just think in in the year that that in the year there there was, I think when something like God of War Ragnarok comes out and <laughs> how epic that was, I just can't believe there's still this fawning over. Over Elden Ring. Yeah. But that's just my perspective. I haven't played it, so some people might be sitting there going, finger-wagging, going, what are you doing? They will. But, yeah, and they can, they but will. that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I think that based on the fact that it's picked up everything else, I think the pressure will be on and it probably will get.
2: Yeah. I think I might have even said it after the t- the Game Awards in December. I was like, I'm pretty sure this will get all of them, or we'll get very close. Mm. The one I wasn't sure about was DICE, to be honest. Because um, they can throw up some strange stuff. But mm. BAFTAs are a banana skin as well. But we'll see. We'll find out on the next episode. Um, and then also, very shortly, we should have our very own Dimp Digital Game of the Year special podcast coming in the next couple of weeks. So it could get the Grand Slam if it gets that as well. <laughs> in it? The Quintuple. All of it. I mean, we'll see. Will you, will you be fuming if that lands the Dimp Digital Award?
0: No, I mean, I won't be – it doesn't – I don't get that hit up about it. It just – I just – from everything I've heard and seen, I just don't quite get – like, I can understand people going, this is a great game, but, Hmm. like, just the world, like, the universal – I mean, maybe I'm the outlier. I probably am, to be honest, um, with my gaming preferences, but I just don't – that – I just don't get it. I can get, I can understand it's good, and that it gives that crowd what it wants. I am still surprised it got the the widespread engagement and appeal. I, I that still surprises me. But the
2: sales surprised me more than anything. Like to hit twenty million, I was like, yeah, I'm not sure how that's happened, because it generally takes to get that sort of level of mm-hmm. sales. It's a lot of mainstream engagement, not just infuses slops as you put them sitting in their alleys. Like, it needs more well, they, than that, and it's got, it's got yeah. way more than that, so... Yeah. I mean be sales, to sales doesn't mean every single one of those people that bought it enjoyed it either. It just means that... Or
0: completed it. Or completed or, it. I mean, there is, yeah. going,
2: there's a higher platinum percentage, I think it's like 10%, mm. which is actually yeah. quite high. But, you know, it doesn't mean they all enjoyed it, but conversely, it doesn't mean they all hated it. The real acid test will be a follow-up with Elden Ring's name stuck on it. Because how many people come back and do more people get engaged by Mm. it? That's what I'm most Mm. interested in. And I really hope they do make things better than they they can be. Ray
0: tracing. They've
2: added ray tracing, which seems like a nonsense on the consoles when it's not (laughs) even running at a solid frame rate. You can't even lock the frame rate on any of the settings. At least you couldn't when I played it. Mm. And all they've got to do is to fix the Xbox Series X and PS5 version is offer a third mode, which is... Xbox One and, modes. and PS, well, it's got a performance mode, but it's it's far uh, from performance. It don't. It's far. It, well, it don't run. It runs at sixty about five percent <laughs> of the time. The rest of it is 30, 40, 55. It's yeah. cack. Like it ain't it ain't up to snuff based on what we've had this gen. All you need mm. to do is add the PS4 or Xbox One, I guess, settings of the game as an option in the in the in the, in the new gen stuff because that mm. runs flawlessly at sixty on on both. Well, the way you can test it is if you get the PS4 version load on your PS5, put it in yeah. performance mode, it runs like silk, just that you take a bit of a dip in visual quality. So all they need to do is offer that mode in mm. the PS5 and Xbox Series X It's really weird,
0: isn't it, that they don't go... Because you wouldn't even have to say PS4 mode or Xbox. No, you just
2: put performance plus mode.
0: Yeah, or however that. you want to do, it. Or, or just locked, yeah, locked frame rate or whatever. Like you just because normally there's a couple of different settings, you just can go all the way down to performance, all the way up on graphics. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's strange that they wouldn't give that for whatever reason. They've obviously not wanted to, no, because they wouldn't be getting the <laughs> critical acclaim that they're getting now. Because they go, the graphics are crap. A good
2: section mode. of my problems with it is if you fix performance,
0: yeah,
2: and then there are other things. Don't get me wrong, I could reel off a list of them, but they're not.
0: Performance over graphics all day. I've done it on Hogwarts. I've gone, give me yep. that performance, and it runs like butter now. i slacked it off beforehand, and I whacked it all the way down. I was like, this is silky what, smooth.
2: Why are they adding ray tracing, I don't know. This is not the notes here. It says, please note that performance, such as frame rate and resolution, may impact, be impacted by playing with ray tracing on. <laughs> I don't know what this ray... Tra- I mean, even Salmon agrees, which we very rarely do, this <laughs> ray tracing is... Waste of time for it's it. It's so <laughs> expensive, like resource-wise, on a PC and on a, on a console. That mm. it's like.
0: But saying that they've sold to, as we've discussed already, like this, like mainstream audience. Yeah, like it seems like a weird thing to do. I mean, I, when you shared that in the group, and my first thought was ray tracing. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like. I- Hello. Yeah, it's not.
2: I would rather they spent time on the performance, but they they haven't, and they they won't. The there's rumours that is going to be mid gen refreshes, which we won't talk about because it's rumour innuendo. Um, but that would be one way. It would probably fix Elden Rings that they will have more power in them. So the unlocked nature of their performance mode, as it is, would probably be up to snuff to run it, mm. but. I don't know. i would be interested to actually look at some videos of the ray tracing to see how good it is or how different it is. I hope Digital Foundry mm-hmm. do a video on it because that's the easiest way to digest that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, three out of the four, ray tracing inbound. Will it get the quad? We'll find out on the next episode of Idle Game Chat. Right. I think I'm going to call it there. Yeah. Call it off, they say. Well, yeah. We'll just be slagging off things that we haven't played for... <laughs> 45 minutes Um I'm going to leave everyone in the capable hands of when I say capable Paper so Paper's returned with a Pokemon themed episode new Pokemon Snap Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Violet all rolled into one segment
0: Aww, so he's been on a, he's been busy the boy he's been
2: busy on that Pokemon lore hmm. he skipped Arceus which we do talk about so
0: yeah, he's um, got a switch though he's got a switch light has he? yeah oh, excuse got, so it's all
2: handheld as well that's the other thing everything yeah. he plays on the switch is handheld only so that's an interesting wrinkle to it as well but he will be with you with myself for the next 45 minutes or so so we'll see you on the other side Here we are then back with some game chat to close out idle game chat paper has returned after his mmo centric escapades in the last few months he's now back on a pokemon escapade so still not what people want to hear about mmos and pokemon probably two of the worst but that's what you've been up to so we don't get to direct what you're up to and in pokemon and mmos that's that's paper's little game in life
3: that is true. Though I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that I, I, I don't get the introduction of the world record holder speedrunner anymore. It's, well, that's I don't know if that's
2: still accurate. It's
3: one hundred percent accurate. No one else is playing that game, so no one else is going for it. Um, but yeah, um, Pokemon and MMOs—that's what his life's about been about recently. Um, so yeah, we've done the MMO, as we say MMO. It was Guild Wars, yeah. Well, the of other MMOs, and then uh, and now. We're on the Pokemon train doo, doo, doo. And for our, our listeners that have got video on as well. Yep. They'll see.
2: The free games. Free games. Are, free games, yes. So people were already frightened about that potentially happening, but there are free games on the docket here of varying ages and genres because Pokemon isn't just what you think it is. The question at the top is that we just mentioned MMOs. When is the Pokemon MMO going to come out? If ever, surely that is... Some level of gold mine is waiting there, to there be tapped is, into.
3: There is a Pokemon MMO, like a fan-made one out there. I, I can't remember what it's on, but it's they've basically plugged together a load of like the old sort of style, like it's in Blue and Red, and all like that. And mm. uh, people wander around, and it's, it's in that style, and it looks quite interesting. But it is a fan-made thing. It's got a lot of people playing it, but you know, not me. Um, I think. I'm going to put my hat on a limb out. Hat on the limb? Is that even a fucking saying? <laughs> I don't know. If you're, cutting, my...
2: if you're cutting bodies up and hanging up around the pop... house, maybe you can pop your hat <laughs> on an arm.
3: Hat on a limb and say <laughs> a Pokemon MMO game, much like Hogwarts Legacy, would get a lot of traction in terms of the buzz. Uh, the oh, hype yeah. train would be in so much full swing uh, that it would be it would only disappoint <laughs> oh, yeah probably
2: uh, that's probably the correct outcome there i'm surprised they've not there is a pokemon moba knocking around on switch i think it's called pokemon unite i think it's a free-to-play thingy at all um well we can check he can check can you he's got a we little have, booklet there
3: it's a little booklet as to the camera that gives you all the pokemon games that are out there at the moment on that, that switch yeah um so, there's a lot. What, what do you think it's called? Cool? It's not the Let's Go Evertue, not Pokemon Home, Sword Shield, no. not Tournament Quest, uh, Rescue Team DX, Cafe Remix, uh, Pokemon Unite. I think that's uh, it.
2: A battle Arena type thing. That's the that, the free-to-play one I remember seeing. On doing the, Apparently, it's not too terrible. I know we dabbled in a little bit of Heroes of the Storm many years ago, before Meltdowns happened, and... I was, I was wondering whether you'd maybe get into that. Maybe some homework for you to go away and look at if if you're if you're still all Pokemon giddy after this.
3: Yeah, I definitely think there's a little bit of I've been Pokemoned out a bit, yeah. but you know. It- it's like that mmo urge you take a break from it and six mm-hmm. months down the line you get that urge to jump back in that's you know that's how they get you that's probably how fifa can release a game every year that you know people step away from it and then a new game pops up and they're like oh i won that bit of urge so well, you won't you'll
2: be lucky if you get a six month gap between pokemon games these days they seem to be churning the bastards out a couple of times a year so we'll have to see about that let's get into let's do a bit of history on pokemon because mine's pretty standard Played Pokemon Red on Game Boy. Don't think I played anything. I actually don't think I played anything else after that. Uh, I may have dabbled in yellow on an emulator because I remember them adding Ash. It was more tied to the TV show from what I remember. The po- P- Pikachu would follow you around and because I'd watched the show, I mean, Ash is gone now. There's, there's a new series starting without him. That's it. His, his, his journey's come to an end. But I remember dabbling with that on a laptop or a PC many years ago. But then I never really I just sort of left Nintendo and Pokemon behind almost for that that region. You've actually had a probably more Nintendo devices than me over the years since that Game Boy, GameCubes and whatnot. But what happened to Pokemon? Did it get picked up occasionally? Or has it just been a bit of a well, kid's shit for at one point it wasn't cool. I remember that period of life in probably secondary school where it was, in fact, you'd be Called a proper nerd if you still played that after a few years or collected the cards, but then you sort of get past that and then back into adulthood, and it's like, oh, it's cool again because it's nostalgic. But Pokemon games, cards—where you been at for the last twenty-five years or whatever it's been?
3: It is twenty-five years because they just released their Pokemon card twenty-five year set. Um, I think I took a very similar journey to you, but I've just come back to it earlier. You haven't, you haven't ventured as back into it, Though you did do Arcus. Um, yeah uh but it's for me i was i was was you i was blue and you was red so this is how when we were kids on the game boy i think we both had colors didn't we um wasn't even
2: a color game either so no it's just
3: that we just wanted to play the game um and i remember going camping trips and and trying to catch shit too and stuff like that when, (laughs) when we were younger um but yeah much like you like played that completed it was in the into the cards when they first come out and the tv series and the first movie i remember going to the movie i'm getting the the special card and stuff like that it was proper proper hype train as a a kid um i remember being in secondary school must have been about year seven so this is our first year of of, of sort of senior school or secondary school um Mm. And, like, we were all collecting cards at that point. I remember all my cards being stolen after yeah. PE, which is physical education. Um, probably had probably had char results and all that in there now worth hundreds of quid. Hundreds of, of
2: quid be. now, yeah. That's worth yeah. a lot back then because, obviously, yeah. we had no money or jobs. But definitely
3: yeah. now definitely.
2: So it makes oh, it even
3: sicker. Yeah, you think about it. I think, I think the only thing that was sold back in my life that I think, I'll, I think back to and think, oh, wish I found out what happened to that. But anyway, um, I think... <laughs>
2: Much like you... So they got banned from the school, didn't they? Because there was a spate of thievings going on. They eventually banned Pokemon cards from the school because people kept nicking them.
3: Yeah, people... They were a commodity. Everyone wanted them. It was the craze.
2: And it wasn't um, even for monetary value, though, that back then. It was just a status thing. There was no... It probably was monetary value, but we weren't really aware of it because we were too young, I guess. But it was more for just... I guess people just wanted to have all the fucking rare ones, all the cards...
3: Yeah, I think I remember swapping with a guy called Tom Cuther once and I got a Japanese card or something like that. Yeah. Like, all, like, it was no much different but the back was different and it had Japanese probably writing fake. on it probably as well. There's Boot probably half them fake. So <laughs> yeah. it was um it was uh it was it was a, I look back on now with nostalgia and like, mm. like you know, that was quite fun. But then you're right, it sort of became uncool and people put it to the side. And then there was lots of games that, you know, over the years that sort of uh was good. But I don't think I ever really dabbled back into it. The first mm. time we got back into it, and actually this is one that has probably slipped your mind a little bit, Pokemon Go. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Exactly. I think that's when it sort of reopened its doors to a wider audience again. And we sort of was like, oh, this is interesting. This sounds useful. Uh, not useful, but it sounds like a really interesting thing to partake in. Mm. And actually, it was good fun for a period of time. I remember me and Hall meeting up in London, going around catching pokemon and just go doing a pub crawl yeah like it was like that type of thing that you could do it you know go out, go oh i can see if i can catch this that the other and go from pub to pub and it was a good laugh um and yeah so we did that for a while and then that pokemon go died down though it's still going quite strong still as people playing as well. it, yeah a i've seen people playing. i've seen
2: peewee knocking about it sometimes still
3: yeah yeah still i think krog plays it as well still yep. um but I think after that point like the first real game back into the series was for me was uh sword and that, yeah. i think mainly was driven the, from the pure fact that it was the region was meant to be a Great. british region yeah, yeah. and stuff like that and so like i was like oh this just sounds interesting you know uh, and i think this came out around the pandemic time as well when just pokemon before, cards yeah. before when pokemon cards became really popular again and i got into in, into watching some of that stuff on youtube and collecting some of it back then as well um though that sort of stopped recently or oh, well, quite a while now but like it's sort of that mania kicked up again around sort of Pokemon sword. I think everyone was expecting this to be, because it was, I think the first Pokemon game on the switch to be the first one that was like this real open world scenario and you had open world mm. elements to it. And I think we'd been maybe shoehorned because of Zelda, um, breath of the wild. Yeah. I think oh, it's going to be like that. And it wasn't. Uh, and we can talk a bit about that game later. And then I sort of did a play that a bit, put it down. Mm. And then very recently, um, having got back into the cards and put those down again i sort of got into i got a bit of time my hands i was like right i'm gonna go back and complete sword completed it and it was around the same time violet was coming out so for me it's like playing i was like right i want to give violet a go because that was meant to be a proper open world game and then Mm. after that point pokemon snap i was like let's let's try this as well because that was nostalgic and that was another game actually we've got to mention back when we were playing it on our on our Game Boys, we mm. also played games like Pokemon Snap on the N64, or Pokemon yeah, tournament yeah. or something like that. Was uh, was games that were quite uh, quite nostalgic, and I would probably look back and they're probably quite pants, but like it's <laughs> they like you look back at these things and think, oh they, they were good fun when, when times were easier, and so there was definitely I was. I was on a nostalgia train um, of recent. And so, yeah, the Pokemon world re got ignited, though it's going to probably get put down for a bit uh, for a while uh, until that reignites again. But, yeah, that's sort of the the, the shortened slash long history of Pokemon in the world of Mr. Piper.
2: That's the abridged version of it. Um, Well, you mentioned that Pokemon Sword was the game that kind of got you back and then was put down and then recently picked up and finished again. So I mean let's just start there. I mean you mentioned that the British the potential slant of it being a British region or a region based around Great Britain is what pulled you in. Did that rain did that ring true in the end did it? Did it was it as exciting as it seemed on paper or was it was it a faithful adapt, adaptation of what life is like in little old Britain?
3: Uh, if if I'm being honest, it it isn't. Um, there are loose things in it like you know some landmarks that they'll have a big wheel in one of the the Mm. cities or a big clock tower and stuff like that Um, and then in the dress style they you know there's some very stereotypical dress styles uh for the characters that are within the game like some cab drivers or some i don't know a pilot or kids dressed in school uniform type thing um but really apart from uh, and then you if you look to the map there was definitely a level of hey i can see how this looks like though it wasn't shaped but it could be the uk as in the south the midlands and then scotland up in the north and stuff like that Hmm. it was it was on the map but apart from that like it's not like going and playing Watch Dogs: Legion, where you're walking around London, and you go, "Oh, look at that! That's that's crazy! I know those signs here, there, there, and stuff like that." It was really just like loose influences here or there around the art styles um, and and the map layout more than than anything really. Um, yeah. and it was ultimately just a Pokemon game that's you know been been adapted to to some of that stuff.
2: And then what, what was the what's the overall thoughts on Sword? And or Shield. I know mean, people, they say they're separate games, but they're really not other than very minor. Well, it's the start in Pokemon, isn't it? That you basically get tied to. So first return, I guess, for a while. I'm assuming at some point you got a bit bored of it or long in the tooth, because you did drop it for a considerable amount of time. And I remember you saying many a year ago, saying, oh, yeah, near the end of that, I've just got to do the last few gyms or whatever it might have been. And then it just sort of died a death. And I was like, cool, he's done a biff and dropped it. I don't know two hours before the end or whatever it is, but how did you find the experience of Pokemon Sword and or Shield?
3: Like, yeah, yeah. For me, Pokemon Sword was I played the, about the first twenty hours. I got around all the gyms hmm. um except the the final gym, Um and ultimately I put it down. I think I think I put it down. I was going to pick it back up, and then you know when just things happen in two weeks, pass, three weeks, pass, and then you're yep. like, "Oh, I can't bother to jump back into it now." Too it's hard Too hard to work, past. yeah. I remember all those things that I'd forgotten mm-hmm. uh, and that you got in your mind, and and I don't want to go back and do that 20 hours again. Nah. Um, I, I think it was like it was a faithful game. As in, it was very Pokemon. You go around and do all the gyms and collect all the badges, and then you got the the main you know battle at the end. Um, I think what I think I'm glad I repicked it back up. Like I played it for about another seven hours um, when I picked it up. It was probably another like three or four to finish the main part of the game, yeah. where I had to go and actually do a load of. I went to the main gym, uh, the final boss, uh, and realised I was pretty much under level, so I went oh. away and sort of <laughs> levelled up a bit. So there was a bit of grinding. Yeah. Um, but because I put it down for so long, it was okay. And I and at that point, you can figure out how to efficiently grind by just luke and looking on the internet and saying oh well if you're going to do these battle arenas around you'll get these candies which you can level up your pokemon really quickly so yeah. i just did that and then i was like oh and i thought that was it it was finished and stuff like that. i was about to put it down and i walked down and sort of restart shot like when all the credits came and then i went back to my house and then as i came back someone spoke to me at the house or as it was recut and i was like oh there's another bit of story here and actually no. they haven't fully completed that bit so mm. i went and just sort of followed that train so i did that and that was like another sort of three three four hours worth of, of gameplay of going around doing a load of battles yeah. and so forth leveling up a bit more and then that then leads you into the expansions but i didn't want to go as far as paying for the expansions for it um i yeah. think there's like it was two if i remember correctly for sword yeah. um but then then that's when i put it down and i was like oh you know, I got the, the I feel like I completed the game, got the legendary, yep. not gonna buy the expansion, that's a good place to to call it a day. And so for me, it was it was I'm glad I refinished it. Would I go and play another Pokemon and like game like that again? Probably not. I feel like mm-hmm. it's the same as every other game, but uh I did play more Pokemon games, so yes. it not me from playing Pokemon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, in terms of the gaming gallery, does Pokemon Sword and Shield earn its place anywhere in your your personal exhibition
3: i think so i think it does um so if i'm going to give it a place on the gaming exhibition in and and correct me if i'm wrong here i've got my choice between my bronze silver gold and platinum absolutely now that haven't i good or you can chuck me. it in
2: the bin like, if you think it's not worthy of no, any of those. I,
3: I i i think uh, i for me you know sword is a is an easy bronze yeah it, so it's, it's a nice game to play i wouldn't not not recommend it to people because it you know it's, it's a pokemon's a good pokemon game and you can have as much or as little fun in it as you as you want for me it just didn't push enough boundaries they obviously did the first um zones that you know you could see pokemon in the wild and stuff like that so there was definitely some level of uh innovation there yeah. but like it, for me even at the time it just didn't feel like it went as far as it could especially as it released around the same time as breath of the wild where you just suddenly had this open world you know game and you could go off and do what you wanted and i think that's what the pokemon fans were craving Mm. and it just didn't get that so so for me it was it was a good game it was a good like you know healthy pokemon game but it wasn't anything that you know i I would write home about so for for me it's a bronze
2: bronze a pokemon sword and shield so that's that and then chronologically what was the next pokemon game you picked up did you dive into violet or was it New Pokemon Snap.
3: So for me, I didn't want to. I jumped into new Pokemon Snap. Okay. And so the reason for that was. Palate cleanser. Uh, effectively, yeah. it's like eating eating the ginger in between sushi just to, you know, cleanse your palate. The fuck's I am. Um, uh, I'm, I'm too much of a snob these days. Sushi and. Aristocrat. Ginger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not Aristocats. No. Was that a TV show? No, it was a film by Disney, wasn't it? The oh, Aristocats. Um. Uh, there's a funny story behind that but you know i won't that's that's (laughs) divulging into another topic which can be saved for outside of this chat um so yes i wanted to i didn't want to go straight from one big pokemon game into another big pokemon game because let's both games are sort of twenty five hour games and stuff like that. Not that I spent twenty five hours straight on that one. No. It was definitely split up, but I didn't want to just finish that and go into what could potentially be very much a reskin, like going from mm. FIFA twenty one to FIFA twenty two or yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so for me, I wanted to play another game and I I saw that there was this spread Pokemon or new Pokemon Snap out there. There was definitely a, a point of me was that was getting nostalgic and like, oh I used to love Pokemon Snap as a kid. I remember going around, you know, taking trying to get the pictures and stuff like that. So I jumped into that because I wasn't really done with my sort of Pokemon phase at that moment in time. And so, yeah, that was where I went with uh, with, with my, my next choice. So I, I ordered Pokemon Snap off Amazon and it turned up the next day.
2: So for those that are uninitiated, what, new Pokemon Snap, how would you describe it? Because my understanding is it's sort of on a rails. You know, you sit on like a car or something and drive around an environment. You don't control the car. And the aim of the game is to snap i.e. take pictures of different pokemon that are in the resort or in the I don't know if they're in the wild or not and i'm assuming you get given a number of objectives that you have to fulfill like oh catch a pokemon eating catch a pokemon drinking catch a pokemon fight i don't know and so that bit i think i understand at least that, unless i'm completely wrong i guess what i what i struggle to tie together is how that effectively comes together in a campaign and how you progress so for those that are uninitiated like me how does the pokemon snap kind of loop work
3: so it's it's similar to what you've described however it's ah, quite it's slightly wrong. different um wow yeah well in terms of the way you progress on the campaign side of it at least um mm. it's wrong but um <laughs> <laughs> but like yes you are on a, on a, on effectively on a mountain row a little car uh, and you've got a set route um there are like side quests like like little objectives like for Person, person, take a picture of a Pokemon fight and take a picture of, you know, a Pokemon eats and stuff like that. But that isn't your general main quest to get you through. What you mm. are doing is you're taking pictures of Pokemon as you go around, and then you're trying to take uh those pictures, get rated out of like a bronze, silver, gold, and, and so platinum. Forth. There was out of four, so it might have been a platinum as well. i, can't well, I but, uh, this. There, there was definitely four. St- stages you could get of that that one pokemon and if you was to get a good snap of that pokemon because it might have been like doing a, a move at that time yeah. or eating or, or taking a crap or something whatever like you might get a higher score for that and if you get it centered and all these stuff of frame composition then, so, required as composition, well yeah so you're to start for the progressive, start to get in good, you know, uh, pictures and stuff like that. And then as you progress, you start getting slightly different skills that you can shrink down the car and then it takes you on a slightly different route or you can speed up the car. Um, And then there's these, I can't remember what they're called, but these blossom flower things that you then get a ball and you have to throw them at these blossom flowers. And then that, that will strike the Pokemon to do different poses and stuff like that. So ultimately, the game gives you ways to try and catch yeah pokemon doing different things you get scores for that and then that then by getting to a reasonable score on that level that will then unlock maybe the night version of that route or then maybe another route over in the in the snow area or or Mm -hmm. a route in like under the water or whatever it is um and there's, there's a main sort of campaign underlining story to this where um there was this ancient um Evil. at the end of no. well no 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 not really there's these ancient large Pokemon effectively so like imagine like a little Pikachu but this Pikachu is like the size of your house
2: and that's, um, that's not tied into like, Pokemon sword because I remember seeing like giant Pokemon in that. there there's like a I don't know what it was called now there's like a system yeah. in place where they'd grow like vmax or something yeah like yeah, yeah that's it so it's but, not it's, um, it's not that it's just a separate a different
3: no, and so it's like it's Ow, got its mate. own little lore to it that, mm. you know, there was this, you know, explorer back in the day that took these pictures of these, like, illuminated large animals, and, but the, the pictures are all blurry. No one's ever taken pictures of these large animals before. And so there are... Um, as you build your way through sorry ultimately five of them um and, and you then you know get to unlock a couple of levels then you get to go on the route with that like that large animal and you might need to trigger something for him to, to become large or pop out and then get some good photos and so forth oh. and but um it's it, that's sort of how you progress along through the game so there is a slight campaign it's an eight to ten hour game okay uh, so nothing too long so um i would not um, say like taking the f- photos does sometimes become a little bit tedious like you can hmm. definitely do an hour or so and then maybe two hours then you want to put it down because it's like oh, i've been taking photos for whatever <laughs> um but it's uh and or you're like trying to flip over to the next bit and so you're desperately trying to get this one pokemon doing something
2: yeah if you miss, if miss do, a chance fucking you have
3: to do yeah, so you do the same route about three or four times, or long, more than that, <laughs> yeah, and because yeah. you're like, well, I've missed that, and now I've got to go back and do that. Um, so has it got to be but, like a uh,
2: perfect run on the route, or can you accumulatively get and tick off the – okay.
3: And it's not even ticking off. It's just like I, I you might get like – you need 3,000 points or whatever, and like, you did the first round, and you got – like. 2200 and then you get the next one yeah yeah and that's banked and then you can't then take the same photos at the same so if you take photos of that say that let's say that Pikachu yes um, and you've already got a photo of that at you know 300 points take and the crap. next and you're taking a crap picture at 200 points it's not going to give you 200 points it just won't give you any points so you no. have to then take better pictures to then increase your score and stuff like that so um you don't have to get like a perfect run but you have to do make sure you've at least walked away with an accumulative amount of points uh, to get you to the next level i think it was a nice little game um but it, it yeah as i said it became a bit tedious the underlining story was sort of there but i was i'd it was ain't the last of nothing, us is it yeah it's nothing to write home about it definitely isn't the last of us it probably isn't even pokemon sword level storytelling but it's <laughs> it's an interesting little bit of lore to the pokemon universe um about these giant pokemon in islands that you know don't really exist elsewhere yeah um so yeah it was, it was a nice little game uh nice detour detour palette cleanser while staying in the pokemon world
2: lovely so does this does new pokemon snap earn a way into the dimp digital gaming gallery or just the the palette cleanser not get its due
3: so for me the palette cleanser doesn't make it onto the the list um i i for me it was uh i i enjoyed it but i it probably needed to be shorter personally like <laughs> for never a game
2: that's never a good sign is it when you like eight to ten hours needs to be shorter
3: <laughs> no like if you look at it, like it probably is you probably want to wrap it up in like a, a three to four hour game if I'm being honest once you. you've like, done it a few
2: times to- I can imagine the loop like you've done a few you know once you've taken the pictures and you know manipulated the Pokemon a few times it, it what else can you realistically do to make that more interesting it is just a,
3: yeah you know, it's like, interactive... like I didn't do any of the side quests because I was like I'm not going to keep going out there just trying to Take a picture of this person, you know, eating and whatever in that sort of position. And so, like, for me, like, there's definitely, if you're, if you enjoy that type of thing, there's lots of opportunity to spend even longer in the game. For me, I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to keep going around the same route, taking pictures of the same Pokemon mm. and trying to figure out a slightly different position to take it in or, or that. I like, I don't mind doing it a couple of times, but after that, I'm sort of done with it and I want to just move on to the next sort of level. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like they're sort of, they put, Unnecessarily, yeah padding in it to make it a bit longer and so for me like if it wasn't as long and if you look at the old pokemon game i think it only had like two or three levels probably only like i think you can play in 60 minutes or something like that maybe two hours and a half If you look at how long to be on Mm. the old pokemon game i bet it's it's less than two hours and but this one is about an eight hour to ten hour game and so it's uh i i think i could have quite happily i liked the nostalgia when i first picked it up but then by halfway through, I was like, I just, I don't want to not finish this game because it's a short game. So how do I just get to the end? And it just became a bit repetitive. Um, yeah. So, Fair uh, enough. I like that, spider. though.
2: New Pokemon Snap doesn't earn its way into the digital gaming gallery. Sometimes you've got to draw a line. Adkins never does. He always puts stuff in, even though he spends 40 minutes slagging it off. So I like there's a bit of ruthlessness there. That's what I like to see. Well, then we land to Pokemon Violet, which is the latest entry into sort of the mainline Pokemon series and the probably the latest entries of any Pokemon games that have come out. I have to ask the question, though, because earlier in 2022, which is when both of these games came out, we had Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is the one that I played. Was that in contention? And if it was, how or why did you skip over that and opt for the new shiny Scarlet and or Violet?
3: uh it wasn't in contention i did think about it i i had i when i was looking at my switch and i'd seen everyone i was connected with switch had already put 40 hours in arcus and stuff like that and i thought oh, it was probably a good game and i'm probably missing it if i'm being honest buying pokemon violet mm. triggered the the want to go back and finish sword before i started this right. so ultimately okay. i i wanted to play violet and then when I'd ordered it, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I've still got, like, several, oh, a couple of hours. I only thought it was a couple of hours left in Sword at the time. It turned to it, it would be seven. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I can't really start this without at least completing Sword. Yeah. And technically, from a chronological point of view, Arceus, Snap, and any other Pokemon games in between, doesn't really, isn't really part of the series. Even though they're under the same franchise, it, it doesn't about. sort of so it all began been,
2: pokemon legends interesting humans and pokemon have only just been thrown together finding your feet the true origin story Some are saying,
3: uh, it's and don't get me wrong, right, it's a game i want to play and go back to
2: hmm. but you've done I, it out uh, of order now i don't know if you're gonna be able to
3: well it's more the fact that um uh yeah i just once again i needed a bit of a break so i, I yeah. definitely haven't ordered it um though that being said i from what i've heard you know arcus still seems to get higher reviews regard rating like in terms from like the, the player base and reviewers than than violet uh, uh, does so yeah. um violent scarlet so i i still think i could go back and i could get away with it without feeling like i'm taking a massive step backwards in terms of like oh this is this is is, is nowhere near as fun
2: no The last thing I just wanted to run through, we use Open for the Fantasy Gaming League, as many people know. Mm -hmm. So those scores are interesting to look at. So I wanted to run through the scores of the Pokemon games that we've spoken about today and also Arcus, just for that's that's the closest analogue for me out of these because it's you know (laughs) they were like 10 months apart and they were kind of doing a similar thing. So Pokemon Sword and Shield 2019 got itself an 80 which is pretty good. 64% of the critics recommend that. There's a little critic score in there as well. New Pokemon Snap, 80. 76% of the critics recommend that. Pokemon Legends Arceus, 84. And 87% of the critics recommend that. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, 72. It's below the eight, which is not what we want. And then only 48% of critics recommend that. That's after 126 critic reviews. I've been critical of this game despite not playing it because some of the videos I've seen of its performance and the bugs, I was ast- I was astounded by. I thought Pokemon Arceus, definitely the weakest part of that was how poorly it ran and looked at times. And when they announced that Scarlet and Violet was coming a mere 10-11 months later, I was... I must admit, I was surprised, and I thought, well, it's even going to go one of two ways. One, we find out that Pokemon Legends was being done by a B-team of sorts, and you know, as a spin-off, basically, and then Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will be nicely polished, and they, or B, they spread themselves too thin, and they're both going to end up suffering. And I felt like it ended up being the latter of those two, but that's just on performance and bugs and how it looks. The Switch, obviously, not a graphical powerhouse, but you tell me, is that a, a correct assessment of the technical side of things? And ultimately, does it matter? I mean, I'll argue it always matters, but, you know, people like to give free passes out for things like Elden Ring, so what are we doing?
3: For me, it, it was... Who's giving out free passes, right? Um, who, for me...
2: Adkins, isn't it? It's
3: always Adkins, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it wasn't the smoothest graphically there was a lot of popping um yeah there's a pokemon like you'd suddenly a pokemon would just pop up and it's like it doesn't you know n- nicely fade in and stuff like that and when you're suddenly got you know a faster moving vehicle which you can get in the game and mm, and, collide and stuff like that it <laughs> becomes a bit po- extra poppy and stuff like that and uh, and so forth for me I didn't let it bother me too much, that side of things. There was nothing groundbreaking that, you know, I kept getting kicked out of the game, or I no. didn't get past an area, or okay. I got glitched through anything like So, stuff that would just really get me out. It's more for me, there's some of the graphical pop in that was noticeable, and I was a bit like, oh, it would be nice if if, if if the Pokemon sort of faded in rather than popped straight in, but I'm also playing on a Switch Lite, which is probably like the worst graphical screen out of all the uh, Switches, and, and probably worst performing of all the Switches, so I don't expect an awful lot anyway. I'm not playing like an, on a NoLED or anything like that, and I don't play any consoles, so apart, but I've got the PC, obviously, the rig. Yeah. Um, but, so for me, like, I it was okay. It could have definitely been more polished and better in that type of aspect. I didn't have any groundbreaking bugs that, that sort of kicked me out or stuck me and I needed to, you know, reload yeah. or whatever. Like that. So that side of things I was okay with. I did notice it. Not ideal. I think um, my view is it, it people expected a lot. I think after Arceus and this probably was a, from my understanding having not played arcus was probably though it was probably two steps forward from sword it was probably one step back from arcus mm-hmm. and so like if you think of arcus three steps forward from sword so it was uh i think that's probably what kicked it on the critic scores that people were like yeah come on um you've just released a game that's better and now you're taking taking a, 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 a release in sank poor, and this is meant to be the big title game. It should have been the other yes, way around. This
2: is the main line. Yeah. This is the main line sort of continuation of the series. Um It did get, don't get me wrong. There was definitely people that I saw responses saying, this is a groundbreaking Pokemon game because it, it mixed up the former and changes it in. Yeah. I saw a bit of that of Arceus. And I definitely felt like it, that particular game did do, you know, it had open zones to go around the Pokemon were there in the wild to go and interact with him real time and, and whatnot. But it sounded like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it sounded like Violet and Scarlet may have taken that a bit of a step further or um, you know, just just gone to that next level, which come at a bit of a cost. But what's the the main additions that they've added from Sword and Shield, I guess? That's the best analog. So that feels like now that was like old style Pokemon mainline. We've got Arceus, which is this weird spin-off arcus legends there's pokemon legends they you know title it as that was sort of a halfway house and then this is the next mainline entry what was the changes that they made from sword and shield to scarlet and violet that you was like oh yes i either like this or i i don't like it
3: i you know there was so there were a couple of two main things that were was, was uh yeah sort of Free, three, let's call it three main things that, that I, I noticed that was sort of like that step forward from mm. Sword and Shield. The first one was like, you could see all the Pokemon now. So mm. even in Sword and Shield, you could be walking through grass areas and suddenly pop out. and just end like up being attacked like the old Pokemon yeah. game. I must admit, I find that a pain at the backside because sometimes you have to go through these places. And sometimes you don't want to get into a Pokemon battle because you want to get nah. from A to B. And it can be, that can be uh, extremely frustrating. So uh, for me, like that was point number one. A small point is you can just see all Pokemon in the wild. Two, there is more of the wild now. The wild is just everything. So whereas in Sword and Shield, you would go into the wild area and then go off to the city and stuff like that. This one, it actually just, it's just everything's in the wild now. You just travel the outside world. the
2: town and it's potentially just, yeah. you're already in the wild because
3: yeah. it's... And yeah. you're not loading screens between the towns. You'd literally just walk out of the town. So and the entire
2: just- thing's yeah. open, the entire world, from anywhere you go from the start to the end to everywhere in between, there's no loading screens, other than probably when you go into an interior. But you can literally travel from A, B, C, D, E, F, all the way through without a loading screen in terms of the exterior.
3: That, that, that's correct. Yeah. Ah, so the and- Arceus and- was
2: split into zones. You would travel to a zone, which was quite big, and had all the Pokemon out, but then you would go back to your hub world, and travel to the next zone, like the snow zone, for example. Yeah. So you're saying you can adventure out and just travel there, just from yeah. going on foot or <laughs> using a vehicle or whatever you've got. Or I've seen people riding Pokemon around on it, so yeah. I know that's a, so you, a thing.
3: There are a few little cut screens when you might be going into a building that's got yeah. like own separate instance and stuff like that. But that's like quite acceptable, and it's not really a loading screen; it just cuts to it. But it's yeah. um, it's like it is an open world so you can go wherever you want and this is i guess the, the a point 2.5 you know in the, the, the free because i've realized another one that sort of it is that it definitely takes on that that zelda vibe that you can go wherever Ooh. you see you can go and effectively, by the end of the game you've built up uh you, you end up riding around some legendary Pokemon um that has the ability to climb or to go yes. over water mm. or to glide yep. um and so everything that you see you can climb, you can go up, you can go over, you can go under and all that type of stuff. And so um by the end of the game, like you are like if you want to you're like in you'll go see a point over there and you'll be like, right, if I climb this mountain here, I and can glide off glide the mountain. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's, it's like 20 times quicker. And so like y- that becomes more of a thing. And then you might go up to the top of this mountain that you, you can't get to by like a path and suddenly there's Pokemon up there and stuff like that. Mm. And so like, and or there's, and there's sometimes like little, you know, balls or that are around, you know, that've got like like little surprises or potions in them yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and so it, it's definitely like it's, it's a step towards, I guess, what Sword and Shield wanted in the open world in terms of it came around the same time as, um, as Breath of the Wild. This is definitely Pokemon in Breath of the Wild, in yeah. my opinion, like from an open world perspective, you can travel everywhere you want to go and you can tackle it in any order. And I think that's the other interesting point, And this is the, probably the third and the biggest point for the whole game, which I've, I've not seen before, is there are three concur- concurrent storylines. Hmm you can tackle any of the storylines in any order. You can go after one, then move over to the second one, go back to number one, then go and start doing number three. Um, and so like, you, don't, you could even just not do any of them and just go around Pokemon battling and just level up your Pokemon all you want. And you don't have to do any of the stories. Mm. Um, and so for me, whereas it's quite linear before, like you'd follow the map round and that follows you through the story. This now is very much, you've got three distinct stories. You've got your gym story so you're going around oh, the classic gym yeah classic gym you've got your battling against the bad team uh, storyline so like you know your team rockets from the original game but they've got their own storyline when you're going around and just taking on the 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 evil faction that turns out to not be so evil and whatever um and then you've got your third storyline which is around unlocking the legendary pokemon mm. um which was the sort of that second part in Pokemon sword that I did, but you know, yeah. it's his own story. I will say that there is an element. Once you complete it all three, it unlocks another part of the story. It's yeah. basically to finish off the whole story, if that Tie makes it sense. Up. Tie it all up. So you can go off and do any of them in any order because it's obviously open and it's the same with breath of the world you'll turn up at some places and you'll be massively underleveled mm. you'll go to some places and you can be massively over leveled so i what i did to i guess to try and enjoy the game a bit more and this would be a little bit of my feedback on it was that actually i found it quite useful to see a map of the order of the gyms and the the um the 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 team rocket people and the um the legendary what I should do in terms of if I was tackling this one first you mm. know this one second stuff like that and I was then able to go through the game at an easier pace rather than potentially because I did go to a gym and then I realised I was like thirty under 11 I thought well, if I go to another place that I'm then twenty under levelled and stuff like that, I'm just going to become consistently frustrated that I can't progress yeah. or that's always gonna happen i'm gonna level everything up and i'm just gonna have to go up and grind and i'll come to that gym and then i'll just go everywhere else and it will just be like really easy and yeah. then i wouldn't have got the xp from the story to as the progress as i went along so i definitely think there should be something within the game to prompt you towards what is the better level doesn't necessarily mean you need to take that no um, but like for me like that would have been nice, but the whole fact that you could just do it in any order was 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 really good. So those were like the really, the real big difference from a Pokemon game that you know, a lot less linear. Now there's a story there, but you could just go off and just play Pokemon and uh, and just level up Pokemon by just doing loads of Pokemon battles. There's nothing saying you can't do that.
2: No, well, it sounds it sounds interesting. Yeah, the the fact the map is completely open and the three concurrent storylines that you can just go off at your leisure and you know, levelling and Pokemon stats permitting, you can you can go ahead and do that however you want. Um any other business before we get into the gallery that you wanted to mention, either good, bad or indifferent? How long was it roughly? Did you spend uh, it, you think?
3: I think I think I must have spent about sort of somewhere between twenty five thirty hours. Yeah. So maybe like about Ten hours ish as-
2: per bit, maybe maybe eight to ten hours per strand and then there's a little bit on the end as well for
3: Yeah, and there's definitely a part where you get to it in you will have to grind again because yeah. you're, like, under-leveled. You think, how, do, how do, should I go and do this? And there's definitely, once again, ways to do that quicker. And I'm not the type of person to – when I'm playing something, I just sort of want to get through it and enjoy it. I'm mm. not the type that wants to sit around and leisurely, you know, grind up over, like, 50 yeah, hours. Yeah. So, for me, like, I I found that, like – I think yeah, it was a good game. It was a good game. Yeah. So, I don't think there was too much else – that I can think of at this moment in time that, that I think would say le- that, that that's massively different, or to to, to shout about it. I did, en- I did enjoy it. I what well, I, I yeah, it was it was a nice game.
2: Yeah. Well, in terms of the gallery, then, does it earn its place into the Dimp digital gaming gallery? And As I said, this is your personal exhibition within the galleries. So when people wander around, they'll see like Paper's little area, and they'll be like, "Oh, what's he put in there?" So, for better or for worse, it always be associated with what you put in there, which is why. People at Adkins drive me mad just chucking any old crap in. Just what are we doing. But does Pokemon Scarlet and Violet earn a way into the
3: gallery? This does earn a way into the gallery. So, and so I was thinking about this um, earlier around where it sat in in my view. And for me, I think I enjoyed this more than Sword i was definitely on the cusp of like should it be a bronze should it be a silver yeah i think i've fallen into it just landed into that silver category purely because of not having played Arcus. for me it was a a big not a big step but a quite a dramatic step um yeah. towards open world pokemon game eventually as you said at the start of this podcast you know getting towards hopefully that you know mmo pokemon game uh which i think we all want, or and so forth so it's uh it's definitely a silver i think it would take a lot for a pokemon game in these structures to go anywhere near gold right. um, so I, I can imagine arcus would still probably be a silver for me having you know looked it up and stuff yeah like that. Uh, maybe if i played it I'll think differently but it's um for me it's a silver it's definitely better than sword and shield and it's it's quite a bit better than than snap so uh that's that's where it lands in the in the gallery
2: well, there we go pokemon scarlet and violet earns itself a lovely silver and then we've got pokemon sword and shield sitting in the bronze category unfortunately for pokemon snap it's gonna have to a new pokemon snap it's going to have to wait until someone else comes along and picks it up in the Dimp clans and maybe it'll, maybe they'll throw it a bone but that's probably just condemned now to the bins outside and then the bin men will take it away every Friday as we know. Well that's it for this particular edition of Idle Game Chat. We thank Mr Paper for his time and for joining us and reminiscing a little about Pokemon and also running through his little Pokemon surge that he's been on as of late. As usual, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Leave a review in Apple iTunes or something. Try that or whatever podcast. If some of them don't have it. That's the annoying thing. But people tend to say, use Apple. But then I think, all oh, about the Android users? Some people say they're subhuman and don't deserve it. I'm an Android user myself, so I'm not going to say that. But the Apple users will. Anyway, nothing more for us to say other than thanks for your time. And ta-da. <laughs>